Thank you so much for joining us at Remnant Church Podcast. We hope that you are encouraged by today's message. If you would like to know more or support this ministry, please go to remnantchurch.church. And now, the message from Pastor Caleb. Amen. Amen. Can you give the one who's worthy a praise right now? Come on, can you give him a praise? You may be seated. You may be seated. I want you to turn in your Bibles. Malachi, if you'll hang with me just for a second. Turn in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. I was figuring up something last night. I was sitting in my recliner. Everybody else was in the bed. And I was figuring up how many times I have done what I'm doing today. Standing before you or a crowd like you in a church like this and preach this message, this gospel. And it's a little over a thousand times the best I can figure. No more, no message any more important than this one today. You say, why? Because today's today. Yesterday's gone. Did a message I preached then, it's been, it's been preached, and they had to do something with it. But today is the day of salvation. I want you to look good at this pastor and look at the good at this preacher today. You didn't get here by mistake. You didn't get here by accident. God ordained you to be here today. And I want to give you a great, a great sense of hope today. No matter what you've done, no matter where you've been, no longer how you've done it, no matter who you've done it with, no matter how dark it may seem, no matter how, ab- how absent the light is, I'm telling you right now, no matter how dreadful it seems or hopeless the case may be, I'm telling you right now, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day of hope. Today is a day of joy. Today is a day of peace. Today is a day of the miraculous. God can put your family back together again. God can save your soul. God can heal your heart. God can mend the broken pieces of your life. I don't care what it is and how bad it is I care but I'm telling you it doesn't intimidate God I'm telling you the miracle workers here this is the house of miracles and it's a house of miracles not because it's remnants house because it belongs to Jesus because Jesus is in this house today and Jesus is the miracle worker this morning 1st Corinthians chapter 6 verse 9 don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit God's kingdom. Do not be deceived. Obviously, there is deception. There's a deception that, that all people are God's children. False. All children are born, all men, women, boys and girls are born fatherless. Spiritual bastards. Fatherless. Don't be deceived. You're born a sinner. You're not born a saint. You're not born a child of God. And we are not all God's children. We are all God's creation. But we don't become God's children until we place our faith in God's Son. So don't be deceived. The unrighteous will will not inherit the kingdom of God. No sexually immoral people. No idolaters. No adulterers. Or males who have sex with males. Or females who have sex with females. No thieves. Greedy people. Drunkards. Verbally abusive people or swindlers will inherit God's kingdom. And some of you used to be like this. But 
you were washed. Sanctified. Justified in the name of, in the name, in the name, in the name. Of, there is no other name whereby man can be saved. It's not the name of Allah. It's not any other name. It's not the name of any other so-called God. It's only at the name and in the name of Jesus can one have access to God. It may seem old-fashioned and you will be correct. It's over 2,000 years old. In the name of Jesus. That's the only name whereby man must be, can be, shall be saved. You only have access to God through Jesus, His Son. You are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and by the Spirit of our God. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this word. And now for the next few moments, may I speak like a madman. <laughs> Crazy about you. May I preach today like a man standing in front of a bridge and the bridge is out. And I'm telling people, turn around, turn around, repent. God, may it be my word, my mouth, but your words, my mind, but your thoughts, Father, for the next few moments. God, may I serve as, as an ambassador from the kingdom of heaven with a message to the people here on earth. I pray this, Father, in the name of your son, Jesus, amen. And amen. Don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit, the, inherit God's kingdom? I want to preach a message for the next few moments entitled, It Don't Fit. Somebody say it with me. It? No, no, no. You, you echo it. Okay, okay. I'm sorry. It? Oh, no, 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 no. You don't say it with me. Well, I see some of y'all got in trouble in school. Okay, so I say it. You say it. Ready? Watch this. It? Ah, oh, don't fit. One more time. It don't fit. Oh, that was good. Now y'all got it. Keith, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Look at it. It says, you, don't you know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? All these things it lists, it says, immoral people, idolaters, adulterers homosexuals, thieves, greedy people, drunkards, verbally abusive people or swindlers. These people will not inherit God's kingdom. And but then it says, and, and see, I seen some of your faces lighting up when I, when I was reading that. You're like, oh, yeah. I didn't think they did. Mm-hmm. All right. But then Paul reminded you, but you used to be like that too. And here, here's the, here's, here, here's, here's the facts, y'all. And if it wasn't for God, you'd still be like that. If it wasn't for the blood of Jesus, you'd still be like that. If God didn't intervene, you'd still be like that. You'd still be like that. But this is what happened. You were washed. Washed in what? Washed by what? Washed in the blood of Jesus. Jesus. You got time today? Wash in the blood of Jesus. Revelation chapter 1, I think verse 5 says, and you are washed by his blood. The Bible tells us there is in Hebrews no remission of sin without the What the blood of bulls and goats, speaking of an old covenant in, an old, in this Old Testament, talking about the sacrifice of animals, what the old covenant could not do what the blood of bulls and goats could not do jesus blood does it washes away sin amen uh, isaiah the prophet would say this he'd say though your sin be as scarlet they shall be white as snow though they be red like crimson they shall be made white as wool. Do you hear what I'm saying today? There ain't nothing like the blood of Jesus. I have not seen a sinner yet that cannot be washed white clean 
by the blood of Jesus. I've not seen a sinner that cannot be cleansed by the blood of Jesus. We sing songs like, let me tell you about the blood of Jesus. We sing songs like, there is power, wonder-working power in the blood. We sing songs like this, the blood will never lose its power. I say it like this, I'm thankful for the blood of Jesus. I'm reminded over 2,000 years ago of a Jesus, Jesus Christ who hung on the cross, suspended between heaven and earth. And then I'm reminded of the soldier who took the spear and shoved it in the side of Jesus. And the Bible says that blood and water flowed from his side. And where did it go? It ran down the cross and it fell on dirt. And I can't help but think that's how we were created, y'all. We are. Don't think too highly of yourselves. Don't be deceived thinking you're somebody when you are nobody. Paul would tell us, remember that you all started out as the dust of the earth. Can I take you way on back now to the book of Genesis where God takes up some dirt and he breathes life into dirt and out comes a man, Adam. Can I tell you God's blood, the blood of God's son Jesus is still being applied to dirt today. This old dirt pot, can I remind you that's all I am? That's all I'll ever be. You say, no, 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 no. You need to get some self, uh, uh, self-confidence about yourself. No, 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 no. I got God confidence. You see, I know who I used to be. I know who I am. And it doesn't make me think bad about myself. It makes me thank Jesus for the sacrifice. I can't help but think. See, in a, if, if you look in a cabinet, a china cabinet, I think that's what they call them, you, you will not find styrofoam plates. You shouldn't. That's where you're supposed to put your nice stuff that you don't use. You know what I'm talking about? And that's what everybody chews, right? You get that nice, if you don't have to wash the dishes, you get that nice stuff out. It can hold stuff, more food. You can, it can, it's got an embankment on the sides, you know what I'm talking about? So you can pile the food in there and it don't flow out the plate. Them paper plates, you got to triple them things up. Come on, somebody. You know, you the one cuts corners at Thanksgiving. All you had to do is bring the plates, and you brung the cheapest plates you could get. Let me admonish you today. Go ahead. Step out. Get the plates that's got the dividers in it. You can put... Some of us don't want our food swimming around in a pot. You bought them, you know, them round plates. All they're good for is a Pop-Tart. You look over those, and you get the fine china. I'm so glad that Jesus didn't look past the styrofoam. Mm. He didn't look past the dirt pot. That's what I am. He put this treasure in an earthen vessel. Earthen means dirt. Vessel means pot. Put it together. I'm nothing but a dirt pot. But Jesus chose me and said, I want to put a treasure on the inside of you. Yeah, but Jesus, there's a lot more talented, a lot more gifted, a lot more better looking. Yeah, but I want you. Is there anybody in this house this morning who's thankful that God chose you? washed me with his blood, cleansed me from all sin. Not only did he he washed us, but not only did he wash us, y'all, read it with me, what did he do? He, say it, sanctified. Yeah, sanctified me. Listen, when I am, when I wash clothes, I wash everything together. Whites, browns, red, yellow, black, and white, they're all precious in God's sight. I throw them all in the washing machine. That's how they, they all get clean, y'all. They work out just fine like that. But you know how my wife does it? 
she separates the colors. You have to separate the colors. My mom separated the colors. You put the whites in with the whites. You let them wash. You dry them. You put the colored with the colored. You know how you know how you, you men, women just don't pay no attention now. Husbands, you know how you get out of washing clothes? Just start throwing them all together. Hey, start drying things that ain't supposed to be dried. Turn that skirt into a mini skirt. Turn that sweater into a crop top. <laughs> I remember one time I bought me a sweater. I love that sweater. I threw it in the dryer. I couldn't wait to put it on the next day. It was one of those I was going to be. It was going to be in heavy rotation. I was going to wear it a lot. You know what I'm talking about? I threw it in the dryer. I got it out. I put it on. That joker coming right here, y'all. Won't <laughs> get out of doing laundry. You start mixing it all together. See, there's something about what Jesus done for us. He washed us, but then he set us. After he washed us, he said, okay, now you're different. You ain't the pajama pants no more. You don't get tumbled in the dryer with everything else. Let me say it like this. There's some things you don't mix with anymore you don't mix well with certain things is anybody hearing me today with a spiritual ear you've been sanctified you've been set apart you were not holy now you are holy you are in darkness but you have been snatched out of darkness set apart into his marvelous light so i'll just get old school for just a moment it's still the truth so there's some things places i don't go there's some things i don't do there's some things i don't say there's some ways i don't act anymore because i've been washed by the blood of jesus and now jesus has set me apart. Amen? I've been sanctified. I've been made holy. Then the Bible says I was justified. Oh, so I was washed. I've been sanctified. And then I was, say it, justified. Now, what does that mean? That means that because of Jesus, God has declared you just. That don't mean not guilty. See, I can, I can declare, you can go to court, and the judge declare you not guilty. But you could have still done it. And there could be people that knew what you'd done and they knew you'd done it. And even though the judge said you're not guilty, you know you are guilty. Maybe you could not convince or the, your lawyer kept you from being, kept, kept the, 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 the evidence from being able to convince you that you had done what you had done, convinced the 12 jurors. Maybe you could only convince a few. I don't know, but... The judge has to just say he's, uh, he's not guilty. But justification is not that. One man said justification is as if, just as if you had never sinned. I like that. When I worked for the city, I would, had, at times I'd have to go to court and I would listen to the judge, I'd have to testify different things. And there would be all a crowd of people. This was, I'm talking about misdemeanor court. I'm talking about city court at the city courthouse. There'd be people with vehicle uh, uh, infractions and things like that. Other stuff to misdemeanor. And I would see, and you could tell what kind of mood the judge was in by about number three. 
how he was feeling, whether he was feeling gracious or he was going to hold to the letter of the law. And I can, I'd watch as they dwindled people through that courthouse. It'd take all day. And they'd go through everybody, and then there'd always be about two or three people left over. They've been biting their nails the whole time. And the judge would call them up or just point at them and look at them and say, why are you here? What's your name? And they'd fumble around and try to find some words. And they'd say, they'd say, what's your name? And they'd say, Josh Jowers. Or, Maria Gonzalez, preach it. And then he'd look, he'd say, the clerk or whatever, whoever that is, person right down at the end, they'd look. They wouldn't say, not guilty. They'd look at him and say, I don't know why you're in this courtroom. You're not even on the docket. There is no case for Maria Gonzalez. There is, what'd you say your name was? Jowers. Josh Jowers. There is no man named Josh Jowers. There is no name on the docket for Josh Jowers. Jowers. What are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying this. That's what justification is. It ain't the fact that you're not guilty. It's the fact that your sin doesn't even exist anymore. Only God can do that. Oh, you'll have people that say you're guilty. Oh, you'll have people that remind you of the past. But you got to remind them, wait a minute, wait just, wait just a minute. I hear what you're saying, but my name is not on the docket. My lawyer, Jesus, has stood before the judge, God Almighty, and that my name is nowhere to be found. My sin has been erased. My yesterdays are gone. And all God looks at when he sees me is the perfection of Jesus Christ. Anybody glad that their past is erased today? I said, is anybody glad that their sins are washed? How does a man be justified? The Bible says no man can be justified by the works of the law. No man or woman is justified by doing, by working, by giving. You can't give your way out of a sin debt, y'all. You can't do enough good things to clear your record. There's only one who can do that. I said, there's only one who can do that. And his name's Jesus. The Bible says you are justified by faith. For the just shall live by faith. Faith in what? No, no, no. Faith in who? It won't be faith in the church, it won't be faith in me. It's faith in a person. It's the person of Christ Jesus. The Son of the living God. If we read through this, we're going to miss a very important part. Jason, if you don't mind, I'd ask you to take this table and push, pull it out about four feet where I can get in have plenty of room to get in behind it. I got two pieces of luggage here. One is bigger than the other, as you can see. This suitcase here, it's not even really made for luggage suitcase. It's, it's actually, there was a, a piece of drum, a drum equipment, like the drums you play. Several years ago, I, it stayed in the church for a long time, and I said, I'm going to take that. 
Oh, some of y'all do that too with our tables and chairs. Would you please bring them back? I've let you borrow them now for a year and a half. This, I'm not going to do that. This bag here is, is a small, uh, is very small, but it's hard. We have a little thing. I'm weird. I'm very competitive, very competitive. The worst thing you can tell me to do is that I can't do it, whatever it is. Sometimes I'll create my own challenge to get you to say that. So that for no other reason, y'all, but just to do it. I don't know why. It's the way I'm wired. We'll get ready to go on a vacation or somewhere, and I'll say, I bet I can get all my stuff in this bag. And Holly said, I don't bet you, I bet you can't. It's on. Sometimes now she won't even bet me. I'll say, I bet I can get this stuff. I bet I can get all my stuff in this bag. She'll act like she didn't hear me. I say, Abriel, you think I can get all this stuff in this bag? She'll say, uh uh. I said, watch. When I went to Brazil, I put, we were gone for like 15 days, 15 or 16 days. Y'all, I put almost all my clothes, day clothes, in this bag. I learned how, I watched it on YouTube, how you can wrap it up. And you wrap it real tight. I had bands on all that stuff, remember? Had it wrapped up really tight. Not like this. A lot tighter than that. I had socks that went over it. And I would, I put it in this bag. Do all I could do. I don't know why I do it. I just, I do it. I need some help. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll get you next time. Okay. Josh, I want you, now listen good, I want you to take these, this, this luggage, this stuff, these shirts, and I want you to put all this in there. Now do it fast. I don't have nothing to say while you're doing it. So he's going to take and put all these shirts in this bag. Okay? Lord, have mercy. You can, yeah, put them all in there. Now, you got to close it. Push it hard. Can you come here for a second? What's your name? Huh? Ryan, Ryan you know them? Yeah. Oh, I was supposed to say, if you didn't, I'm sorry you had to sit by him today. Okay, come here. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, there's more shirts in there. We've got to try to get all these shirts in. That was the rules. I don't understand. Get them all in there. All right, is that all of them? Two more. Okay, now get let's get them in here, Ryan and Josh. You have to push. See, you have to really shove. You really didn't do it right. It ain't. It ain't happening. Would you pick it up? Thank you, Ryan. He ain't gonna be. Here. Would you pick it up and just hold on to it? Come on out here. You're in my way. Come on out here. There you go. Now pick it up. Oh, you dropped. Now, I want you to look what it says. Go back to this verse. Because, see, we're going to miss a very important part of this scripture here. Actually, the key to this scripture. It says, don't you know that the, un that the unrighteous will not inherit God's kingdom? Do not be deceived. 
No sexually immoral people, idolaters, adulterers, or males who have sex with males, no thieves, greedy people, drunkards, verbally abusive people, or swindlers will inherit God's kingdom. And some of you used to be like this. Stop right there. It didn't say, let me tell you what it didn't say. It doesn't say, and some of you used to do these things. See, that's not the gospel. The gospel is not about doing, it's about being. See, let me break it down. Let me go. When you were born, did you know that you were born a sinner? So when you were born, you couldn't help but start sinning. Children in the nursery right now are sinning. They're biting each other. They're fighting. They're throwing toys at each other. Come on. You know that's what's going on. I heard just the other day, I don't know who brought it up. It was yesterday, actually. They said, I took my child. This blew my mind. I took my child to daycare, and I had to go pick them up yesterday or Friday. I said, why? And they said, the, another child bit them. On the forehead. Y'all, I said, I'm trying to figure out how you get up on. There ain't a whole lot of bottom there on that forehead. Unless you got a big old fat forehead like mine. <laughs> and they caught you when you were surprised. You know, wrinkled up, you know. Anyway. Why? I, I said, have you been teaching them to bite? No. So that's right. You know why they bit that child, why your child got bit on the forehead? Because they're sinners. You don't teach a child to bite. You don't teach a child to lie. You don't teach your child to steal. But do they not do it? Mamas and daddies, do they not bite, steal? Why? Because they are born sinners. They don't start sinning and then they're sinners. No, they are born sinners, therefore they sin. So if the problem is a birth problem, here's the gospel, then something's got to change. You've got to be born again. Every person, if birth is the issue, and it is, then you must be born again. Now look, and some of you used to be. You know why people commit acts of homosexuality? Because that's who they were. You know why people steal? Because they are thieves. Am I making any sense? You know why people swindle people? Because they're, it's not that hard, swindlers. You know why people lie? Because they're lie. You know why people commit sexual immorality? Because they're sexually immoral. That's why Paul said, you used to be like this. He didn't say you used to do these things because sometimes you're going to fall. Oh, no, not y'all over here. Not this road right here ain't going to fall. Let me somebody that has fallen since they got saved. You committed a sin since you got saved. I ain't even looking back there. They looked at me like I'm crazy. You did, didn't you? Here's the gospel truth. Even though you you fail. You committed a sin that is listed up there. You are not that person anymore. Ah, listen, no, 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 no. And some of you used to be like this. No, no, come, come here. I ain't forgot about you. Start right there. Why, why can't, why don't? Why can't you get these shirts that was in here? 
in, in, they were in this bag. Why can't you get them in this bag? Because they, they're too small? But, uh, huh? Because why? It's a, it's, is this not the same bag? Is this a different bag? It's a different bag. So, so it's a different bag from this bag. I mean, it's a bag, is it not? But this bag and this bag are different bags. So there's some things that fit. I thought I'm waiting for y'all again. There's some things that don't fit in this bag that would, yeah, 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 uh uh-huh, that would fit in this bag. But what happened? I ain't this bag no more. So I can't take everything in this bag. You know what about this bag? I'm going to start preaching now about that. You know what? Why? why, I'm not this bag. This bag's big, right? You can put all kinds of stuff in this bag. But the Bible says narrow is the way. That leads to life. See, when you become a different bag, there's some things that ain't going to fit in you and with you. Come on, somebody. There's some things that ain't your, ain't your size no more. There's some things that ain't your style no more because you are not the same bag that you used to be. I used to be like this, but now I've been washed. I've been sanctified. I've been justified. I got, a, I, got, I got something great to tell you. Look it up. I got something wonderful to tell you. If you're not saved today, you're carrying this around. Run, run over there to Jason. Run. Run back this way. Come on, run. And see, that's how life is. He just said his pants was about to fall down. I've been wanting to give you a wedgie for a long time. <laughs> That's how life is. We're running. If you haven't given your life to Jesus, you're running with all this baggage. You've tried to close it. You've tried to get rid. You've tried to pack it all in. You've tried to hold on to it, but you can't hold on to it. Come on, somebody. You are making a mess everywhere you go. You think you're covering it up. You think you're hiding it, but you're not hiding it. You're not covering it up. Today, can I tell you, are your arms getting tired? See, when you carry around weight and you keep carrying it, come on, somebody, you'll get tired. You'll get weary. You'll get heavy laden. But that's why Jesus said, come unto me. Come on, give me your weight. Give me your mess. Hey, give me your baggage. Give me, come unto me, and I will give you rest. Huh? Today, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you're not saved, you haven't had an encounter with Jesus, I'm telling you today, place your faith in Him. Give Him all your stuff. Give Him all your stuff. And He will give you rest. Hold on just a second. Hold this again. Now let me go to those who are saved today. You aren't the same person you used to be. But you're trying to carry around some of the same stuff you used to carry around. And let me tell you, it don't fit anymore. Let me tell you what, this is sin. Let me tell you what sin represents. Let me tell you what sin will do. Sin will will put a wedge between you and God. Unconfessed sin will cause condemnation, shame, and guilt in your life. See, here's the beautiful thing about it. You don't have to run from God. You can run to God. You don't have to try to hide everything. You know, I heard someone say, you know, when we hide our sin from God, it's kind of like, like a kid. He, used to, he talked about, this pastor talked about his kid, how, how they used to play hide and go seek. And that he didn't understand that when he closed his eyes, he, he thought when he closed his eyes that nobody could see him because he couldn't see nothing. So he'd say, Daddy, you want to go play hide and go seek? Yeah, let's play. And a little boy would jump out of his daddy's arms, stand right in front of his daddy and say, 
He thought because he couldn't see his daddy, his daddy couldn't see him. Some of us think because we're not talking to daddy that we don't tell him about what's going on in our lives and we just kind of hide it and shove it in the corner, come on, that he don't see it. You're just as silly and foolish as that little boy who closed his eyes thinking his daddy couldn't see him. Here's the thing, your sin does not intimidate God. You can run to him today. Take your baggage. See, you, you used to be that, but you're not that person anymore. So there's things that you can't make fit in your life anymore. And when the quicker you realize, not only am I washed, not only am I justified, but I'm set apart and I'm different. And there's just some things I can't do anymore and say anymore and go anymore. I'm just not going to do it because it's not who I am anymore. Anybody know what unforgiven sin feels like? Unrepented of sin feels like. Let me say it that way. Today, I don't want you to leave here the same way you came. Today, you can be free. I want you to hear me real good. Your arm's getting tired. Just stay right there for just a second. Because some of you know what that's like. This morning, I prayed with a man and a woman. She was, she was, uh, you could tell that she was under heavy conviction from the Lord. And I told her she wouldn't look up at me, and I told her, look, I said, look at me. That's what shame and condemnation would do. I said, look at me. And I had that bag like that, and I handed it to her. And I said, now this is what I want you to do. This represents all your shame, your guilt, your condemnation, your sin. I want you to hand it. You're handing it to me, but spiritually today, by faith, you're giving it to God. I said, you just hand that over to me today. And as she handed it over, you could see the spirit of fear and shame and guilt and condemnation be lifted off of this girl. Today, Stand with me all across the building. You can sit down. Musicians and singers are going to come. And, but I really would ask everybody in this sanctuary to please be reverent to what God wants to do in this moment. You know... The gospel is not man looking for God. Man doesn't know how to look for God. Listen to me. Don't, don't look at them. Don't watch them. Don't be distracted by them. The gospel is not man looking for God. You can't even do that. The gospel is God looking for man. Everything about salvation is God first. If you feel a tug on your heart today, if you feel conviction, God done that. It wasn't you. It wasn't I hear people say when they get saved, I've said this time and time again. People say, I found God. And, and you know what? That's okay. But it's not really true. You didn't find God. God ain't lost. 
God found you. You were like Paul. You were on the road to Damascus and you were looking for sin, but salvation found you. You were just going to try everything that you'd always tried. You're going to try everything you've always tried, but it don't work. You know what that feels like? You wake up on Monday and say, I'm going to be a better person. And it don't get better. You're not saved by works. You're never going to be a better person until you become a new person. The person that you are without Jesus is jacked up. It's messed up. You need to be born again. This is the gospel of Jesus. Today God's dealing with you. If you're ready to give it over to God. Don't today keep trying to hold on to things. Two altar calls here by the way. Two altar calls. You've been saved. You've been washed, you've been, you've been justified, you've been sanctified, but you're trying to make things fit in your life that you know don't fit. It's time to give it to God. It's time to repent. But then today, listen, look at me real quick. Look at me. But if you haven't tasted of this Jesus I'm talking about, if you don't know this Jesus in this intimate way, Receive Him today. I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about being baptized. I'm not talking about church. I'm talking about Jesus. Jesus. Man has corrupted this thing. Talking about Jesus. How do I, how do I become brand new? Place your faith in Him. Believe that Jesus died for you and that He wants you, that He rose again for you. Believe, believe in Him. Believe in Him. Believe in Him. That's it. There's got to be more. No. And you place your faith in Him, a miracle will happen. You will be made brand new. This morning in the 9 o'clock service, I watched a 70-year-old man with tears streaming down his face. I watched him cry through the whole service. When I gave the altar call, he came. I said, sir, I said, do you want to be saved today? He was trembling. He said, yes. 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 Listen to me as I beg. Be reconciled unto God. Don't play games. Don't wait another minute or second. Jesus is calling. I want you to, if you don't mind, if y'all will take this, Brian and Josh, if you'll take this or whoever. Yeah, slide it all the way back here. Thank you. I'm asking you right now. Thank you, Jesus. It don't fit. She stands, she's here tonight, she's here this morning because she's saying, there's things in my life don't fit. So I'm asking you right now. I'm asking you today, if you don't know Him, if you don't know Him, if you haven't had an end, don't, don't tell me you know Him, but He hasn't changed your life. Don't tell me you know Him and He hasn't changed you. How? How? How can that happen? Don't tell me you know Him and have encountered Him, but it hasn't changed your life. Because I read 
that this Jesus looked at water and the water had to change into wine. I read where a woman just touched the hem of his garment. She was made whole from a sickness she had for 12 years. I read of a man who was sick for 38 years. And Jesus asked him a question. Do you want to be made whole? And he was healed. Don't tell me you know Jesus and he hasn't changed your life. He hasn't changed you. You're not this person anymore. I used to be like this, but I'm not this anymore. Today, if you want to get saved, if you want to be born again, if you want to receive Jesus, no man can come to Jesus unless the Father draw him. That's, the, that's what the Bible says. So, Father, draw, draw. Draw your people, God. Draw your people today. If you feel the Lord dealing with you, don't ignore it. Don't resist it. Don't reject it. If you feel the Lord dealing with your heart, step out right now. Step out right now. Come to Jesus right now. Come on. Come on. Yeah. It's an urgency thing. See, it's an urgent thing. Come on. 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 Clap. Clap. Give God praise. You are worthy of it all. Jesus. 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 Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? Anybody else? The of it all. It don't fit no more. The drugs, it don't fit. The alcohol, it don't fit. The sexual immorality, it don't fit. Oh my, you know, and I wish. Church, I want you to pray right now. If you're saved right now, you better understand there's a battle going on right now for the souls of men and women. I want you to intercede right now on behalf of somebody right beside you right now. Begin to pray. Begin to pray, Father, right now. Lord, if God, you're dealing with people, and I believe you are, you're already dealing with people right at this altar, but God, right now in the name of Jesus, God, there's some people trying to resist it and reject it. They're rejecting life. They're resisting hope. Come, come, come. Draw them, draw them, draw them. We hope that you're encouraged by today's message. If you were, please feel free to share on social media, subscribe, or leave us a review. We can't wait for you to join us here again.